0: dot bubble audio Welcome back to Loud Women Uh, it's me, your problematic fave, Tiffany Kavanaugh, alongside Marissa Emanuel, and we are here to dish, we are here to dish, 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 all about the show Shrill, starring Aidy Bryant, uh, SNL's AD Bryant, based on Lindy West's memoir of the same name, and we are now on to episode three of the series, which is streaming now on Hulu, so, uh, go watch that shit. Watch it again if you've already watched it, because it's
1: that good. I think this show deserves a rewatch. I think especially if you binge through it once, if you just watched it all in one sitting, you got to go back and watch it because it's like you're you're watching just the exposition the first time and then the second time you get all the jokes
0: there. Yes, there are so many Easter eggs and details Mm. in this show that are so important and that come back within the story. It's one beautiful thread. So give it a rewatch that it deserves.
1: Yes. So I'm so excited to talk about episode three because I think out of, I think this one gave me the most feels so far. Um, mm. It ma- gave me the most <clears throat> like happy feels at, at the end, which we'll get there.
0: Let's talk about the fact that it is called Pencil and I'm <laughs> sure that's what it looks like, Ryan. <gasps> oh, snap. So, uh, so
1: episode three of this show uh, this started out with us getting a chance to meet Fran's brother, who I'm excited to announce is just as delightful as Fran, my favorite person in this entire universe.
0: I mean it. That kind of that kind of thing is often hereditary. Like you meet somebody <laughs> cool, it's likely that they have at least one other cool sibling.
1: Yeah, they were both like British as heck too, and just so proper. I was like, what a lovely, delightful little treat.
0: I love, I love the whole, yeah, you go cook me dinner, uh, beef Wellington. It's not hard.
1: Right? <laughs> I know. He's so cute. So I love that he came over and he brought her that like little turtles, the little chocolates in the little, in the little thing. And I was like, oh my God, right out of the gate. Right out of the gate right? i was i was I was like this guy is so cute, and it was based on the fact that he that the the story behind it when he when he threw a rock and killed a turtle. I love the juxtaposition of an adorable gesture with a horrifying, hilarious story. I was just like, mm, chef's kiss, that's beautiful.
0: I mean, nothing says romance like celebrating a murder, so <laughs> you know.
1: I'm like that poor turtle is so dark. It <laughs> got really dark. Uh but uh, yeah, I loved that little teaser of him. That was a, he was a delight. So so then we, we snap back to, to Annie's office with your favorite character, Annie's boss. Oh my god. Your favorite man in the universe.
0: Oh god. Okay, listen, Dan Savage. <laughs> should you ever listen to this? You're cool, thanks for the great sex advice, but also um Put your face in it. Mm. Lick my clitoris, sir, because I know I know that's unpleasant for you. Uh, your whole attitude can suck it.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, that's uh, Dan Savage. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. You should tweet about us. Tweet about the Loud women podcast. Uh, so I loved I loved uh, bringing it back to bringing it back to her office. Uh, you know, he's having a party, and she was like, "Perfect, this is a great time for me to invite my flea bag mm. situation." not a boyfriend. Mm. We decided we're not going to call it a relationship. It's a situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she went into the back room or whatever it was to sort of do a, a sexy FaceTime with him, I was like, no, he does not deserve those big titties. Put those nope. away. He does not deserve nope. them.
0: Mm. 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 Uh, no, <laughs> that sort of bosom should be celebrated because it can feed the masses, not his raggedy ass.
1: Mm. Uh, yeah. So, so I liked that. I liked that little moment. Um, where his roommate saw, I was like, "Yeah, let's put him away." Just this is a sign that he does not deserve those boobs.
0: Uh, why are they still there? I thought they fought too. I thought they were like after that whole restaurant. I didn't scene. even like, think about
1: that. Yeah, I guess you're right. Because men are like, men why are, are you here? Men are just like they get over those. They yell at each other and then they're fine. It's it's just one of those things.
0: But I mean, they had like a love and hip hop level. brawl in the middle of a restaurant minus the table turnover shout out to Teresa from Real Housewives of New Jersey (laughs) like it was just like right it was just like a full-on reality show brawl in the middle of a restaurant uh it might you know with uh, short of a glass being thrown and it's like oh now you're friends again what is this shit why are you here
1: yeah just peeking over the shoulder trying to get a peek at Annie's boobies it was total bullshit Uh, Uh, (laughs) but uh then I then I appreciated that uh that Fran and her brother went over to Annie's parents for dinner. I thought that was very sweet. Uh, mm-hmm. And, yeah, that was when they were talking about the uh, the beef Wellington. Like, it's hard. I, like, I love it. <laughs> so cute.
0: I mean, it is. But, like, you know.
1: He's so cute. Uh, He's so cute. <laughs> I thought the one thing I wanted to mention about that, epi- that that piece of the episode was when they were making fun of her for the previous boyfriend or Situation that she had I felt like that was where we really started To get this full picture of maybe why She is the way she is and so this Mm -hmm. idea That she has Experienced a lot of unrequited love In her life and she hasn't necessarily Been in many Situations that were reciprocated And at that piece I was I think it started to sink in okay I see why I see why this is happening
0: Oh my god I as someone who loves Their mother dearly I could not imagine be like i've I've had my fair share of criticism from my family. It hasn't come directly from my mom, but certainly other relatives, but I could not imagine sitting through my own mother being on some bullshit like that like I oh oh the fist of cuffs I was holding back. I was shaking my laptop watching this.
1: Julie Sweeney does a really good job playing this character that is. Like, you know women like that, right? And it and it relates with everyone. It, I think everybody can see something that they relate to uh, in that woman, in her mother, um, in a way that you know she's... It's almost like she's so well-intentioned, but she's just so terrible. Like, her husband has cancer, and she's f- still feeding him this terrible diet... F- like, this disgusting diet food. And I'm like, come on. Yeah.
0: Man has cancer. Give him a pizza. Please. It's just... It just frustrated me to see that her mom is sort of like a baby boomer iteration of um that gym trainer of like mm-hmm. you you you're, you have such a thin frame right, right? like it's so it ugh, it's so frustrating to see her mom be sort of a a, a different character a, you know obviously a a more fleshed out thought out character than just that gym trainer but to see her be sort of an a version an iteration of that with with that same attitude of like. I can fix you. Mm-hmm. You know, you because because she is not good enough as is. She needs fixing of some sort.
1: I, I think that we're starting to see this full picture of how that mentality lives within different types of people, different generations of people, that mentality is so pervasive, no matter what your background is or no matter your age, we've just adapted that person that, that we've just adapted that mentality. Uh, but Mm -hmm. it's still, so, so when you're a fat person, you still, you hear that wherever you go. And I think that picture is painted really beautifully that whether it's the trainer or the mother or, The people you work with or whoever, you get those messages from people you know, even if they're well-intentioned, constantly. And it's just, it's really, uh, it really resonates.
0: What the hell was that on her dad's plate, though? Can we just... Yeah, that looked like raw chicken breast. I was like, that is not safe to eat. That, what was that? Like, the man is frail. Give him a burger. I don't give, you know, like... Get, well, a turkey burger. You're <laughs> technically not supposed to have red meat. Mm. When, yeah, yeah. Like, but, let's not you know. kill
1: him, but let's give him right. something that tastes good. So right? I thought so. So the mom was terrible, but I also thought it was an interesting, uh, interesting insight just into why she is the way she is. Because if she does have this track record of men not loving her back, I
0: mm-hmm. think that
1: explains a lot why she's somebody that's so quick to accept somebody that's only giving ten percent of themselves. Um, because that's more than, more than she's had previously. And that's so sad. Right. And it starts to, I I think we start to be able to relate to that in a lot of different ways where, um, when you do have those, I think everyone's had that sort of scarring experience when they were younger of having somebody that didn't, uh, didn't care about them the way that they did. And, and I think, I think that really plays into the way that you allow people to treat you moving forward.
0: Yeah, I think. Um, I think that might be insight. I think Annie might be insight into a lot of women's experience where you teach people how to treat you. And Annie was taught to teach others to treat her poorly.
1: Completely, completely. And so she's,
0: she's, I hope that sentence made. No, sense. it does. She's, it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's
1: very clear. She's settling for sort of the f- first person who comes along that like gives her any attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we go, we go to this, this party. Uh, This this art gallery party, which that dress, that dress, Tucky. I okay. I was heartbroken to read this week. One of the articles that I that I came across was about how they basically had to make out. They had to make all of her costumes from scratch. That made me really sad because I just want to buy them all. I'm like, no, sell me that dress, please.
0: See, it's not off the rack. That's erasure. I am (laughs) outraged.
1: Yeah, I know. Who would have thought that they wouldn't be able to find a variety of good-looking clothes for a fat woman? Shocker, Mm. right?
0: Uh, Thinking (laughs) emojis. Mm. (laughs) Uh,
1: But yeah, so she was looking fly as hell. I was like, this is an amazing look. Um,
0: She looked too good for a date.
1: She looked, yeah, she looked too good for for literally everyone. Uh, And so then this is where we start to talk to I think that the one interesting thing about the scene for me, aside from how good she looked, was... Uh, when she started to bring up the comments to uh, Dan Savage, uh, not, uh. not Dan Savage, and he was like, "Oh no, Annie, we can't, we can't turn those off because of of discourse and engagement, engagement, <laughs> and it was such a such an example of of uh, uh, just the emotional labor that women take and the emotional beating that women take, and that
0: mm-hmm.
1: unless you have gone through it. It's so hard to understand and it's really, I think it's really hard for men to understand because even when men do get that type of, get hate online, it's not even cl- It's not even the same. It's not even the same yeah. ballpark. It's like, oh, you suck. It's not like, hey, you should die, cunt. Like it's completely different.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's so reflective of how in a lot of cases the workplace seems to value metrics over someone's humanity, the human being behind the content.
1: That's so, it's totally true. It's totally true. I, like, I think I've talked about this before, but I used to do a lot of stuff sort of publicly facing for a company and got just so much shit on through like a company Instagram page. And it was my face on a lot of stuff. And I got so much like, like rape threats kind of thing. And You know, granted, there was people were were pretty good about it, Um, but it's it's such a traumatic, it's such a weird traumatic thing when you sort of put your yourself out there and you get these like really scary comments. And I remember one of the first times it happened, like my husband was freaked out and he was sort of like, maybe you should take that off your LinkedIn. I don't want people to be able to find it because it's Mm. it's so scary. And and I think unless you're a man that's been really closely tied to somebody who's experienced something like that, it's harder for you to empathize because you're like, well, people are mean to me
0: all the time, but it's not, it's not, it's not the same. It's not the same kind of deep cut. It is. This is like, I I think, I think men by comparison get grazed Mm -hmm. while women get like the full subdermal puncture. Like we get straight wounded
1: but I think they think that they've gotten punctured when they really only gotten grazed so it's hard for them to understand so I felt very frustrated in that moment and I, I think if this show if the plot of this show echoes sort of what happened in the memoir at all I will we'll dig into that a little bit more but um, I was just like fuck man are you like the, uh, he's so cr- he's, he doesn't get under my skin quite as much as he does yours but in that moment, <laughs> that moment I, I really was I was right there
0: yeah. Ugh, him and his husband. All right. I know. I was like maybe his husband will be like,
1: "No, wow, that's really sad." Right. But no.
0: I'm no. I I there's a part of me that's kind of like, "Oh, did they have to go for the caddy gaze trope?" That's like, true. I yeah, I had a similar
1: thought where I was kind
0: of like, Ugh. "I understand you yeah. are trying
1: to reflect what the real story was, but it was also it does feel a little bit tropey."
0: Right. Well, cuz because uh I would never categorize or pigeonhole the real-life Dan Savage as a sassy bitch, mm-hmm. right? But, like, they really played that up for this character, which I think on some level is why he sort of annoys me just slightly more. Right. Because I'm like, damn, this is this is getting into gay Disney villain territory, mm. almost. In terms of the, the camp and the ridiculousness. And for
1: a show that actually tries really hard, I think, not to do that, I'm, I am a little bit surprised that this one seems, like, a little bit lazy like a little yeah. bit of a lazy trope
0: but he's such a bitch
1: <laughs> so uh so yeah so we get to see some more of her horrible boss she then heads over to to ryan's house so the the pencil <laughs> party which Ugh. again because he let her down because he let her down it was so painful it was so painful to watch i was like don't go there don't just don't go there and he did and there was a party and then mm-hmm. there was uh there was, mm-hmm. uh, es- do you know, so I love Esther, I don't know how to say her last name, Povsky? Pavitsky, something like that. I just know Esther Monster on Instagram because that's what
0: I know her as. Wait, she goes by Esther Monster? Uh, that is copyright <laughs> infringement. Hold up
1: so uh yeah look look it up up. up. no i want her to come on the podcast let's be nice okay all right well
0: from one monster to another hello uh
1: no she uh so i love her she's on like crazy ex-girlfriend she's super freaking funny and so she was the girl that ryan's hooking up with and i was like Mm. i need more comedy cameos bring me like give me all these like niche nerdy comedy people i'm super into it uh but i i thought she had a really funny little cameo um and i i was i just about died with rage when she asks are you sleeping with her and he just says something like she's in the rotation oh i i oof. i was like why just... can we can wonderful women all get together and sign a petition to stop fucking shitty dudes because like she shouldn't be fucking that guy nope. Annie shouldn't be fucking that, guy. nobody should be fucking that
0: guy no one throw, throw the whole man away throw the whole Ooh. man away do not Ooh, like Lord. that I know. Just throw throw the whole Y chromosome away after that episode. I'm mad. I'm so mad. L- listen to all this feminine outrage. Listen to my ovaries on fire right now. <laughs> all the female outrage. So that was super. That was super frustrating. And
1: and I was having another moment where I was getting yanked back and forth, and I'm like, dude, you just begged for her back. You just, Ugh. you just did. Like you just did. And he's already sort of admitting to sleeping with other people. But then we get another amazing moment where she starts to like come to life and you see the fire under her eyes again. And she just goes, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. Yes. What are you doing there? Get out. And she leaves and it was really beautiful. And that was one of those. They're really good at these moments of just a pit followed by a really strong moment of realization where she just kicks ass and you feel so right there with her. Uh, they they do a really good job at sort of yanking you back and forth like that.
0: The peaks and valleys on this show, man.
1: It's so crazy. So so then the next morning when she's talking to Fran and, and her brother and and she's, she's talking about how she wants closure. And she's like, I just need closure. He wants to talk. I want to have an actual conversation with him. My mind just exploded thinking about all of the times I've had that conversation with girlfriends or where Mm. I've been that person that's, that's made the argument. Well, I just need to, I just need to Mm -hmm. get closure. I just need to have a real conversation with him. No, you don't. You've been hooking up. He's never given you any respect. You do not owe him a conversation. You don't owe yourself a conversation.
0: Get out of there. The closure is you closing that door once and for all.
1: Exactly. You don't,
0: you don't owe him that conversation.
1: Closure can be one-sided. You can decide that you're done and that's closure. So that that moment was so frustrating, and when she left and she went to go find him, um, that was ah. so frustrating. But then that led to just like probably one of my favorite moments of the series so far, when uh, when she comes across, uh, it's Hunter McGrady is the is the woman that she starts following, yeah. and she is a she's a plus size model. She was in Sports Illustrated. She's all around really cool chick, um, and just to see the light in her eyes, it was like this perfect representation of why it was this perfect illustration of why representation is important and even just seeing this woman walk down the street with confidence and carrying herself with joy and poise for 80 to see or for annie to see somebody like that and how much that changed her mentality i was like yes more pretty fat people on tv being cool and confident please like can we have more of this
0: that red dress though
1: Oh, it was a that jumpsuit. Oh my god! Or it was a jumpsuit? It was a
0: jumpsuit. A jumpsuit. Oh, it was. A she jumpsuit.
1: looked amazing, and just to have this glamour shot of this beautiful, glamorous woman walking around town, picking out flyers or flowers, walking across the street without stopping—just it was such a beautiful illustration of what Annie needed to do to sort of just turn her shit around. Yeah,
0: it was. Ugh. So, ugh, I died. So this is I died,
1: guys. This is where I get really excited and the show really started to really turned around for me and made a really harsh harsh turn um pretty in, in, a, in a very good way so she she gets back and she walks in the door with their flowers and fran's brother isn't there which fran's brother's there delightfully because fran picked somebody up at a bank of america which i was very impressed
0: the woman's got game like honestly honestly straight men need to take tips amazing she's she's got so much swag
1: it's she's I she's such a well-written character I think too I think she just they've got they've given her some really interesting um they've given her an interesting life uh she's not just a sort of two-dimensional background best friend character so anyway absolutely so Fran's not there and she I need I should look what's Fran's brother's name I don't know hot hot Fran's brother hot hot brother hot brother is
0: there and um, wait no that could come out weird um (laughs) hot sibling
1: that's not better. <laughs> Damn. Fran's hot brother. Uh, Fran's hot brother is there. And. Tiki, how did A.K.A.
0: how do you. Ooh, how'd, you
1: how'd you start feeling? Ooh. How'd you feel when he was like putting on his
0: mixtape? L- Listen. Lil Wayne. He. he first of all. I don't know how anyone can s- technically, quote unquote, smash to sentient iguana Little Wayne. But he is over there on that couch looking like a silky jar of Nutella. And I <laughs> wanted all of that. Oh, my God.
1: I loved it. So the, so the, the combination of the, the Little Wayne, Wayne song with that Zed song, that clarity <laughs> from like 2012. It made me feel so emotional and also shameful because I was like, when she said it's a time capsule, I was like, mm-hmm. yes, that is it, it, 2012. Me would have gotten off on that remit, the that mashup of those two songs. I was like, this is romance. I love this. I,
0: I can't believe people used to fuck to EDM. Wow. <laughs> we've come a long way.
1: Um, so I really, I loved, I loved that, that, the music piece of it. But, um, you know, I, 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 The way the scene played out, there's a couple things I liked, a couple things I didn't like. I loved that they they did it in a way that showed she's always been desired and wanted by somebody who was a quality human being. A super hot jar of Nutella, as you said, and a good dude who cares about her. I thought that was a really good way to illustrate, hey, there have, this has been happening all along and you just aren't, your eyes aren't open to it because you are sort of so down on yourself. I didn't like that we're, I I hate to see us put too much stock into her self-esteem tying into how men feel about her.
0: Yeah. So I don't, I don't like
1: the idea that, okay, now she's feeling confident again because this dude is into her so i don't i i i'd hate to get into this pattern of she feels good when she's got attention she feels bad when she doesn't i don't think it's gonna fall into that i'm gonna i'm gonna put that i'm just gonna say it i'm gonna put that on the shelf and walk away from it because that was a really really well done sexy time scene let me just tell Mm -hmm. you Um, so
0: much better so much better than so good right that
1: was what we talked about in the pilot we were like this is just I hate watching cringy (laughs) sex on TV I literally have to look away because it makes me super uncomfortable what I loved about this was I noticed that they did not shy away from letting it be sexy like they got up in there when they were making out you saw his his little tongue action go in you saw Uh it was it was so uh, there was no there was no like, OK, it's a fat girl. So we've got to like zoom out or like pan away. It was let's have this up close moment of her experiencing pleasure.
0: Yeah, I mean, we had oof, this was a this was a stark pivot from her sexual experiences before because we were in some like oh this is a deep cut like some count olaf unibrow like some Forrest Whitaker's lazy eye looking aesthetic of sex to like some jason momoa ab sexy oh, time right like yes. it was such a sharp pivot and i'm like yes yes and it's proof that like every body not just a thin body can get fucked yes. in a sexy way Right, like in the best possible way.
1: Yes, and, and and how often have we seen that portrayed on TV? Like a sexy, sex scene between a fat woman and like a super hot dude.
0: I can't, and there's no punchline. There's no, no. There's no punchline. No,
1: there's no joke. He's just into her, and he just wants her. Um, and then one little thing I noticed that I was just kind of I was I was like, oh, that was really nice. This was a really. Cons- it was a very clearly consensual encounter there was yes. no it, the there were like the little details you know sometimes sometimes I not to sort of get off topic on the subject of consent but a lot of times people will be like well it's not going to be sexy if I'm always like asking is this okay but I thought the way they did it was so well done because he he basically was like so uh are we going to smash and she was like well I think we have to for for the mix. And it was so obvious that they were both into it. And she yeah. walked him into the bedroom.
0: Like she let him in with her
1: hand. I was like, yeah, you can make sure you have consent in ways that are really hot.
0: Oh, yes. There was a banana in my pocket during that scene for sure. <laughs> Um, And I just, I I appreciate the fact that, like, again, there was no punchline during that scene. Because when you think of a big woman having any sort of sexual interaction with a man, it it always defaults back to, like, Norbit. All disrespect to Eddie Murphy for that scene, (laughs) for that whole movie. But it just always defaults back to Norbit. And, like, the man suddenly has no agency in the moment because Mm. this woman is just going to swallow him with herself. Right? But like, no, this is this is a real woman with a real body, not a fat suit, Yeah, right? A woman whose body is just as sexy as any woman whose size, pant size may be a single digit, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and they're just showing that, like showing that bigger women deserve to be romanced and wooed and asked permission.
1: Mm. And, and there's nothing weird or funny about it. It's just... Attraction is attraction, and that's, like, a beautiful thing. Uh, but, you know, there was no punchline, but I will say I really liked the way we wrapped up with just Annie standing in her kitchen eating cold pasta out of the Tupperware. Yes. I was... I just... That was... It was... It struck me as a moment that might have been in a story about a man. Like, the man would mm-hmm. have done... A man would have been like, oh, I'm going to go get something to eat. I was like, no, she can get something to eat, too. Let's do right. it.
0: Because that's usually, like, the, they... A man is allowed to have a victory nosh Mm. after conquering a woman. But now, now she's got, you know, pre-sex pasta or post-sex pasta. And I'm like, I'm for it. I'm like, yeah, you know, replenish those carbs after a good, some, you know, some face sitting.
1: Yes. I love victory nosh. That's a really great phrase that I think that I need to take uh, <laughs> it was it was such a, and with the music in the background and just her little smile like she was just having a great time i was so happy. i was like yeah you got yours clearly and now you're yes. getting some pasta and you're gonna go back and wake up next to this hot dude in the morning i am so this was just such an optimistic episode i was so it was it was a roller coaster but there was so much joy in it
0: yeah i i just i ugh. They took me to the highs and lows, and ended on a really, really great high for this episode, for sure.
1: It was so good, and I. So my last thought on this is that we really, I really need someone to put together a Spotify playlist of all the music from this show because it's <gasps> so good. Yes, it's all
0: yes. So good. Oh my god!
1: So if anybody that has would one, be that would be necessary. Yeah, if anyone has one, let me know. If not, maybe I'll put it together. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, it's just it's so good. The music is so good on the show. And uh, from the trailer all the way through to, uh, to to this episode, it's just everything has been really a plus
0: pay the one ninety nine for Shazam Unlimited <laughs> to like find all the songs on this yes. series because they did a really good job. I, I think I think everything about every aspect of this show is so well thought out from not only the writing to the casting, but to something as as innocuous seeming as music choices that really drive the scenes
1: yeah it's it's really they they really did a great job so uh any last thoughts on uh, on episode three Tookie?
0: um keep watching this damn show it's so good and keep listening to us obviously because we're great yeah
1: Yes. So uh, so make sure to give us a follow on social media. If you have not already, we are at Pod. Our email address is also loudwomenpod at Gmail. If you want us to talk about anything specific, uh, you can follow me at hi, this is Marissa and Miss Tookie.
0: Oh, God. Okay. Uh, I forgive anyone else who uses a similar handle to mine. <laughs> but just know that I am the OG and you will respect me as such at Tookie Monster on Instagram and Twitter. And I am wildly problematic, but mostly accessible. You're going to love it.
1: You're going to love it. All right. We will talk to you guys next week. See ya. Bye.